Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Kid Stays in the Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper, and joining me today is... Solemn Multiverse Cooper. Oh, that was what you're so proud of? Mm Mm-hmm. Good, right? Solemn... T-verse? Yeah. No. Mm. I don't know. I think they can vote if they think it if they think that that was How worth are they going to do that? They can write a comment. They on, can send us on, a letter on Spotify. They're going to write a comment. Yeah, they can. Or social media. Okay. All right. Yeah, you're right. Um Anyway, yes, we have a very very packed show. In fact, we're probably going to be splitting this into two parts because... Which is fun. Yeah, just to make it a little bit more digestible. But we are diving deep into the multiverse. We have been promising you that we're going to talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. And we're going to keep that promise. But we're also going to be talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. These movies are kind of opposite sides of the same coin in some ways. And so we thought it would be a really interesting discussion to be able to compare and contrast these two multiverse movies. Yes. We're going to get some Venn diagrams out here. Oh. Actually, that's not true. Yeah, we're going to get some chalkboards and show how they overlap. Yeah, you know, like that meme where it's like that guy <laughs> and he's like, it's like a conspiracy theorist and he's like slapping the board and he's being like this, this, this. No, I'm not familiar with that meme. Um, well, it's really funny. It's like me explaining all of destiny to lore to someone and it's like that guy (laughs) (laughs) okay i'll take your word for it um but we do have a tiny bit of you know loose ends we need to tie up before we jump into those two movies and that is um moon knight moon knight is has resolved yeah and that's kind of about the amount of enthusiasm that I can muster up for the ending of Moon Knight. Well, you know what? It's, uh, I'll be more excited it's then. It's resolved. Now, it's not that it's not that it um, ends poorly or anything, or it doesn't have cool action beats or dramatic character. There's a lot of neat moments. But I would just say that I did not feel like it ever cohered into a story. Like, I don't understand why that was a story that they wanted to tell. Because it was fun. There's not a beginning, middle, end to that story. There is a beginning, middle, end. There is. What's the character's arc? What are the character's arc? They yeah, learn to name, live with me, each name other. me the arc of the show. They learn to live with each other. Okay, sure. That's that's an arc? The character's arc, yes. 
they learn to live with each other as they an learn, entire arc. They learn to not hate each other, and they learn to, sh- to share. But they, but they themselves are basically the same person. Yeah, but they're not at all, though. How? They're the same body, but not the same person. No, but they... Okay, you're. I feel like you're almost intentionally misunderstanding me with your ignorance. The Each individual person, Stephen and Mark, are the same at the end as they were at the beginning. Sure, they learn to live together. Oh. Like weird inter-body sharing roommates. They learned who they are. They just, they each just learned who the other person was. They don't have any arc themselves. Well, do they, you not understand what I'm saying I to do. You? I understand. Yes. How is Steven different than he was at the beginning? And how is Mark different than he was at the beginning? Other than the fact that they learned to live and accept each other. There's something that happened. That yeah, exactly. So the show has no mid- beginning, a middle, and end. I Why mean, is it only it, based it, off of the character it, arc? It technically does, yes. in the sense that it does turn on, and then there is a middle part that you have to watch, and then it does have credits that roll at the end. So I guess technically, but it's just very confusing. I, I, I'm just like, why are these actors? And look, I, this is sounding a lot more negative than I than. I'm, I, how I felt about it. it was a very entertaining show. I had a great time with it for the most part, but I was just left feeling kind of hollow at the end. Like it doesn't resolve, but they keep trying to tell us that the show is a one-off and that there are no plans for a second season. I'm sure they're full of crap and they're just lying to us, but still I, every other Marvel show had a story that you understood why it was being told, why it was being told this way. You know what I mean? By this way, I mean on TV instead of in a movie, you know, even even like the weaker shows like Falcon and Winter Soldier, which That's I think That's a weaker show. Well what is what do you think of, of all the shows? We have WandaVision, which at least is incredibly creative for the ninety percent of the time until it kind of gets bland Hawkeye. at the very end. I think Hawkeye was incredibly fun with a delightful eighties action movie style. I liked it a lot, but I just feel like that's weaker than And so Captain I liked Winter Soldier. I just thought that it was very, very generic. Okay. So my point is that that all of those have a story that you understand why they yeah. want to tell them and why they need to tell them in this format instead of just doing a movie. This felt like a huge amount of padding um, for no real reason to not really tell a story. There wasn't really a story here. Yeah, there was. Crazy bad guy wants to awaken evil God. That's the beginning and end of the whole story. No. Then protagonist has some turmoil. You're just, those are just details. I'm just talking about as far as the actual story. Oh, yeah. That's a really tiny story, and they really don't even delve into it hardly at all until the very end. They keep a bizarre amount of things, like in the shadows, three episodes in before we even understand what the plot of the show is. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and it's not until like episode five, four, five, four starts to get, four does the whole Indiana Jones diet, Indiana Jones thing, and that starts to get like fun, but it's so weird. It's just such a, it's such a small story that it felt so weird to be this um, six part Marvel show. It honestly felt like it could be three episodes easily. Yeah, sure, but. But you do get to see some cool uh, Egyptian god kaiju fighting by the end, and you get to see a lot more of Moon Knight, and you get to see him switching back and forth between Mark's Moon Knight and... Stevens. What is it called? It's, it's, it's like Fancy Moon or something like that, or Mr. Moon. 
Really? He has a different name? I didn't even notice that. Well, I don't think they ever reference it, but yeah, I know he has a different name in like the comics. Yeah, and I thought that I think Oscar Isaac did a really great job. Still have no clue, no idea what drew Ethan Hawke to this project. He's turned down so many Marvel things in the past because they didn't seem interesting to him. I do not understand what seemed interesting about Harrow to him. Like the idea of Harrow is cool. Someone wanted to describe him to me, but he just gets nothing to do. Well, maybe he was only described to him. <laughs> and he just signed on as a, like a good deed. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead. You liked it a lot more. You say your piece before we just give our final rating on it and move on because we can't spend a lot of time on this today. I thought it was really cool. Um, they had a really great fifth episode, which was really dramatic. It tell it told us where Steven comes from, who's the original inhabitant of the body. You learn a lot of good information. And um, I agree. I thought that was all really great. And it was really interesting because basically both of the characters got to watch each other's memories. And it was just a really, I think, really cool. And um, it was a really po- powerful backstory. Yeah. And that's but why do we have four episodes before we get to the powerful backstory? I feel like the this characters would have been cool much way to get. I feel like they would have just been much more interesting if they, we would have gotten that way earlier in the show. Because as it was, Mark was kind of a boring character compared to Steven for almost the entire show until we learned the backstory. That's true. Maybe third or second episode would have been better. Yeah. But, but that would have meant they couldn't have all that fun padding that they wanted to. I liked the, the padding. Show. The padding was awesome. I loved, I, I wish there was more padding. I bet you do. Um, and then the sixth episode, which is where my one nitpick was, um, it was like cool action. Like my dad said, like switching between each person so that was fun but they fight harrow and harrow is i don't understand him yes i don't understand his powers i don't understand anything about why what he you see at first it makes sense he has a stat he, for one also he's not an avatar he's just a dude wearing like some slippers or whatever mm-hmm. whenever like steven gets some gets a cool moon knight outfit or sorry Mark and Steven get cool outfits. Right. And he gets, like I said, and he, all he gets is a stick. And it shoots vague purple stuff that kills people or something like that. Like you, it, like before, whenever he kills a bunch of people, you can see like their souls leave their bodies and go into Ahmet or whatever. That's her name, right? Yep. Well, this, whenever you shoot people with it, nothing happens. So it just is like death purple. Yeah. It's, it was very weird. It was like, it honestly really felt like they were like, oh, we have to have a villain in this story, but we're not really focused on that. We're really focused on, you know, telling the backstory of Moon Knight so we can get him start, go ahead and just get this out of the way so we can get him into Marvel stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because of that, he just ends up as a really, really weird character. Yeah. Like like you said, at first he seems like really cool and like kind of like, He's gonna, you think he's going to be like a charismatic cult leader kind of guy? Yeah. Which he is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he gave me like some Thanos vibes, you know. Sure. Um. But, yeah, he kind of just felt like a one-note basic villain. Yeah, and then, like you said, once he becomes the Avatar, why Would doesn't he... he get every single other person who becomes an Avatar for one of these Egyptian gods gets cool suit and powers Mm -hmm. and he gets his eyes just glow purple and his stick that he already had now, like you said, shoots some kind of vague magic. Yeah. 
All right, we already spent almost over 10 minutes on Moon Knight. So do you, if well, any last things or we can just go ahead and sum it up? No, I think that's about it, honestly. Yeah, so I will give Moon Knight, uh, you know, a seven and a half out of 10. Okay, that's fair. I was going to give it like an eight. Uh, I, was, I forgot to say, I was going to say seven and a half scarabs. Uh, I was just going to say like eight and a half moons or something. Oh, wow. Even more creative than mine. Eight and a half vague purple stuff. <laughs> All right. Speaking of vague purple stuff, let's move on to Dr. Strange. Okay. Why you don't want to, you want to do everything everywhere? No, I'm, I just don't know how that's, I don't know. There's, I feel like there's vague purple stuff in Dr. Strange. There's red. Uh, I'm going to stick with my, Gold. I think I'm going to stick with what I said. So the reason I want to do Dr. Strange first is it's a much, um, it's a much, simpler movie to like a lighter, dive into. A lighter read. Um, and I really want us to be able to get into the meat of the, of kind of talking about the difference between these movies and what works in one versus what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So Dr. Strange, do you want to uh, give us the plot synopsis? Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and take a nap while I watch you figure out how to do this. Okay, so um, Scarlet Witch from WandaVision. Um, at the end of WandaVision, as you know, uh, her she had to like destroy. What just now happened to your words? You just now like garbled all of your words. Together. All right, at the end of Go to go go night night, Dad. <laughs> um, so as we know, at the end of WandaVision, in that show, uh. She, you know how she had all of her kids. She had closed that place down. She had to close. She had to close down her shop, and um, she lost her kids and vision. So the whole plot of this movie because her kids were not they're not real. real. Yeah, yes, she just they made know them that. Up. They, if they watch the show, they know. But if they didn't watch the show, well, her kids weren't real. Her, she created them. Same with vision. Vision wasn't. Vision was dead. Yeah, as you should know. Um, so yeah, in this basically. The whole point is that she wants to go to one of the multiverses where she has her kids. And there's one person that she knows who can travel through multiverses. And that's the, like the MacGuffin of the film. And that's the whole point. Dr. Strange is trying to protect her and one division or not one division. Scarlet, Witch is trying to get her. Yes. So she can absorb her powers. And the person she's trying to get uh, is America Chavez, who is a very, well, I shouldn't say very, but it's a fairly well-known uh, comic character where her powers are that she can apparently she, stars. Has, she can create star portals to different dimensions. Just general star magic, I believe. Really? Because remember she like did a stomp and a star came down and it did like it fell. I did not know that. Well, I think it's like just general stars. Okay. Well, she has her own run of comics right now called America and, um, but that's actually really good. Pretty good, pretty good plot synopsis that you just did. Thank you. Um, and it, and it, Thank you. I, I will, I won't bury the lead here. I'll just go come right out and say, I really, really enjoyed this movie. We do. So I'm going to be talking about some things that I think in hindsight don't work about the movie. Uh, Cause I feel like it's intellectually dishonest to not acknowledge them. But I will say, you know, this movie is one of the few films that's directed by a, a, someone who has a very distinctive style mm-hmm. that people are very familiar with. And that is Sam Raimi. Yep. 
So other than like the Thor movies who are that are directed by I can't pronounce that guy's name ever. Taikiki, Taiki, Taiki Watati. Yeah, whatever. That guy. Taika Watati. You know, but but I would say that even his, it's a very his style is more about the um pacing and language almost. I'm not saying he doesn't have his own visual style. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's not something I would recognize as quick as I would recognize the language of his scripts. You know what I mean? It's in his very specific sense of humor. Yes. So but Sam Raimi, you know, he's not, this is not a journeyman studio director. This, I mean, he is a studio director now, but you know what I mean? This is a guy who has a very distinctive voice. And um, I was so overwhelmed by the sheer Raimi-ness of the movie and how much he was able to get that into a huge studio tentpole movie that that really did a lot of heavy lifting for me. And just the rest the whole movie just went down very easily because of that. Yeah. Um, so this is a fun game that we always that we always play on this on this podcast. Oh yes. So uh, what's your what's game. your history with uh, Sam Raimi? Have you seen any of his movies before? Did you know what kind of what to expect going in? What did you? Uh, no, no. Um, I've seen of Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, like so, I was I was familiar with Evil Dead, and I have seen Drive Me to Hell. Um, kind of a little. Bit ago, I don't remember it too well. I like remember the vague plot. I couldn't give you a plot synopsis. <laughs> um, a girl gets cursed by a gypsy because she won't give her a new house mortgage or whatever. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that's kind of about it. I honestly just thought this was going to be a cool Marvel movie. With, I mean, that's probably that's the decent amount of, and you also have seen Spider Man three, Spider Man one. The original with Tobey Maguire. He directed that? Yes, he directed all of the first three. He directed all the Tobey Maguire ones. Oh, really? Yes. I have seen Spider-Man, but I don't feel like that's... That doesn't... Yeah, there's, some, there's some Sam Raimi stuff in Spider-Man, um, mostly coming from Dark Man, which I haven't seen that in a really long time, to be totally honest. But yeah, I can understand. It's not a movie that I would say, you know... Shows Sam Raimi. Yeah, I mean, it does, but um, yeah... It's not the movie I would point to if I was saying you needed to understand it. Yeah. Didn't you watch the Ash versus the Evil Dead show though? I watched like an episode. Oh, that's it. Or two or three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I. I think that show is really underrated. That show is really great. Um, but yeah, that's kind of about it. I, I, I honestly, before I watched this movie, I didn't know it was directed by Sam Raimi. Okay. Well, I did not know that. You did not. We're not aware. So were you expecting this to be kind of, were you surprised about how much of this had the supernatural, um, the demons and the scary imagery, or were you kind of expecting it to be more the psychedelic stuff from the original Doctor Strange? I was definitely prepared for that weird, what is it? I mean, you said psychedelic, but yeah. Um, Yeah, but basically the Necronomicon is basically in this movie, which is funny. Yeah. Um, So yeah. It was it was really cool. This movie was was definitely like a sh- it was shocking. I, like I said before, I was expecting it to be Doctor Strange with Scarlet Witch, basically yep. the first one. Yeah. So this is a full spoiler podcast. Just a reminder to everybody. Um, so if you haven't seen Doctor Strange, you probably will want to push pause and just come back to this another time. But I assume if you turn this on, you have already seen it. Yeah. So uh, I think one of the 
really clever things that they did with the marketing of this movie is you have no idea who the villain of the piece is going to be. You don't really even know what the plot is. Mm -hmm. I think one, it's kind of confusing and convoluted. So I get that part, but also it's because the, there's a pretty big twist very early in the movie. And that is that the villain is Wanda. Yeah. Um, Her name's Wanda. Yeah. And um, (laughs) it's great because we love her and we've, we've, watched her grow and experience all these horrible tragedies and then grow past them. And then to watch her succumb essentially to what's that book called? It's good. Now we have to talk about this whole movie without even knowing what that book is called. Dad, the um, evil book. Keep talking, dad. Yeah. So the evil book that she's reading at the end of WandaVision um, has fully corrupted her. She's using it to try and find which dimension her children are actually real in. And yeah, so Dr. Strange goes and asks her for, for help at the very beginning of the movie um, because they realize that the people uh, that they realize that the creatures that have been chasing this girl, America Chavez around are demonic in nature. They're not, um, you know, from a different dimension. Is that kind of how they said it? They're magic creatures basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're demons. And so they, he goes to ask Wanda for help and she's like in that big, pretty, Apple Orchard that we saw her in, and what's the book called? I know you. Vishanti. The what? Vishanti. Vishanti. I don't remember. That's what they were saying. Are you sure? Vishanti. That sounds like the book of the good book. No. I feel like this book had a creepier name, like Dormammu. I know Dormammu was a guy. Yeah. But I know Dormammu was an alien, but I feel like it had a name like that. Oh wait, no. This is the light-sided one. That's not exactly what I just wait, no, said. Wait, no. Yeah, it could undo any dark spell. My bad. Yes. I looked up evil book. It didn't work. Just talk from the evil book from. Doctor Strange. That's what I looked up. Anyway, while Solomon's doing that, so she's in this orchard. He goes and asks her for help. He's like, "Hey, these demons are attacking us. You know, you're the most powerful witch I know. You know, how can you help us?" And she's like, "Oh no, I put magic behind me. I'm just living in this thing." And then she slips up and says something and reveals that she did it, and then that she's the one who sent the demons after her. And really cool reveal because it real it shows you that this book that Solomon is the worst internet researcher because he hasn't been able to find <laughs> it using Google in like the last twenty minutes. Okay. This book like corrupts everything around it, and she's been using it so much that this whole orchard it looks like a wasteland. It's like something from um, Mad Max, and yeah, she basically tells Doctor Strange, um, "Give me the girl, and she's going to kill her. She's going to suck out her." Because her, I think we already said this, but her ability, her superpower is that she yeah. can travel between multiverses. multiverses. Um, and at this point in the film, she can't control it. Or at this point in her career, she can't. She has no control over it. It just happens whenever she gets scared. So she, every time she gets scared, she ends up bouncing into another multiverse. Um, but yeah, so she she basically tells Doctor Strange, either you give me the girl and let me eat her to get her powers. Or um, I'm going to unleash my Scarlet Witch Wrath on you. So I'm going to take over for Solomon trying to find out the name of his book because he's a, he's obviously an imbecile. It keeps referencing. No, you're just an, you're just Necronomicon. So, you're just so bad at it. So why don't you take over from from there and kind of tell me what your thoughts were like about that Scarlet Witch reveal? And then meanwhile, the I'll find re- this in like Scarlet, five seconds. The Scarlet Witch reveal where she, when she like the twist. Yeah, where she reveals that she's bad. Um, how did I feel about that? You said. Just give us some general thoughts. Yeah, your general thoughts about it. So, um, very unexpected, you know. 
like my father said, we, we had to watch her through all this show. We had to watch her, like we said, we were like, sorry. We watched the whole season of her show and uh, we grew attached to her. And it's really interesting because she actually has like a really, like kind of understandable, like meaning behind it. It's called The Dark Hold and I found it in one second. Sorry that you're so terrible at using the internet even though you grew up with it. Are you sure it's called the dark hold? Yes, I'm pro- positive that it's called the dark hold. That now I'm so happy that I was just right. Anyway, get, finish, right. Your, finish your thing. Um. So yeah, he she has a an understandable backstory in a very weird way, but in her show, she's she loves those kids, so it makes a lot of sense, and you feel kind of bad for her, you know, because it's like all she wants, and she has like nightmares and whatever about not having her kids. Yeah, and you do feel bad for her right about right up until the time when she um assaults the fortress where it looks like it looked like a bunch of folks from Shang-Chi had joined up with yeah. them. So it's all these different magic people and they, she assaults it and man, oh man, would you not like to be fighting Wanda when she's angry? She is so cool. Though. She is so, yeah, she is really cool, but she's so powerful and merciless. And yes, like she is merciless and she keeps saying she has this little refrain that she says a couple of times like she dr strange is like you know i can't believe you're not doing this you're not being restrained or you're not whatever i can't remember exactly what the line was and she's like no this is me you know holding back or whatever and then even when she like decimates them all and then there's a really cool moment that's like very sam raimi-ish where she's like trying to use reflections to get into their like inner sanctum so she like arms and stuff are coming out of you know, pools of water and yeah. I think she ends up coming out of a pendulum or something or a gong. Um, and she's like, she's like all bent over backwards and twisted up like the exorcist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even then she's like, and just so you know, that was still me being restrained. And then man, when she, once she stops being that, it's just horrifying. Like she really does become a very scary villain. She can do anything. I think she's the most powerful villain of all time. Well, there is precedent in the comics that she is one of the most powerful beings. So she is incredibly, incredibly powerful. She can just manipulate everything. Yeah. Yes. And if she got the multiverse power, she would be even crazier. Yes. And that's the reason they're trying to stop her is because sure you could say, oh, she just wants to find one universe. So it's like one life for many lives. Right. That old logic. But giving her that access gives her way too much power. Mm -hmm. So. And she basically says she's going to do anything for her kids. So if her kids get sick in this universe, she needs to be able to go to another universe where she can take maybe some organs from somebody if they need a transplant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or because all the multiverses are possible. She can get medicine from anywhere. That's why she has to take the powers. Right. So one of the big things in this, and I don't want to go into like all like every detail of the plot, but one of the big things is if you use a dark hold, because it's an evil book, it will allow you to control, uh, people's minds across the multiverse. So even if you can't jump there yourself, you can enter their mind via what they call it. Dream walking. Yeah. Um, because the logic there or the lore in this is that your dreams, all of them are a, different multiverses, a, a different version of yourself, actual life. Like they're actual memories. Yeah. So even if you have a crazy dream where you're like a half spider man or the dream where you're always going to class naked those according to the kind of jokey, but they did make it kind of real 
canon canon yeah lore in this is that those are actually memories from you in a different universe which is also kind of like what some people believe in real life is that you can like take over someone else's world or like any anything you've ever thought of in your whole life is is an, an another multiverse well yeah if i mean if you're looking at multiverse theory yeah or whatever um but yeah, so both there's there's two big times when this happened. So Wanda to track down Doctor Strange, she uses the dark hold to take over another version of herself mm-hmm. through this dream walking. And it's really sad because this version of Wanda is like a really sweet, caring mother. Yeah. And her body is just getting run through the ringer as Scarlet Witch Wanda is just making her, you know, obliterate people. Dude, decimate. Oh my gosh, she's so strong. Yes. Um, so uh, we're running up on about 30 minutes here, so we need to get through Doctor Strange so we can get to the other movie, and then we can kind of do the yes. some compare and contrasting. Um, but yeah, so let's just talk about that scene for a moment, right? The, the scene? The scene um, that, you know, unfortunately did get spoiled but for a lot of people if you're online, like I am and on movie sites a lot and whatever. Mm-hmm. It just got spoiled. It wasn't even like, no, people weren't even putting up spoiler alerts or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is there something important going on on your phone right now? No. Just wanted to make sure because it seemed like something just urgent just happened on your phone. No. So, um, but yeah, so that scene that leaked out was the, the Illuminati. Uh, they, they get trapped on another universe or another uh, multiverse where... The Illuminati is in charge and they have executed the previous Doctor Strange because he also used the dark hold and went turned bad. So they had to kill well, him. He didn't turn bad. Yeah, he did. He turned bad. And then he confessed his sins and all of his crimes that he had done and then helped them defeat Thanos. But he still had to answer for all his crimes that he did when he turned bad. So he had to kill him. Oh, I see. You're right. Yeah. They didn't have to kill him. The Illuminati is pretty brutal, apparently. Yeah. So the Illuminati in this universe is um, Black Bolt. Yeah. Um, Captain Carter. Yep. Who we saw in What If. It's Peggy Carter, but with Captain America's powers. Um, um, oh, my gosh. I can't. I, I'm, I'm going to forget the guy who's from Doctor Strange. Mordo. Mordo. Yeah. Baron Mordo in this. He's Baron. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Fantastic. Yep. And... Um, yeah, Mr. Fantastic. Professor X. Just glaze right over that. Mr. Fantastic. First time we've seen, um, you know, and it was fan f- the fan favorite choice to play Mr. Fantastic, John Krasinski. Which was really exciting. Yeah, I shouldn't have glazed over that. Uh, but we also have Professor X, which is also crazy. Yeah, Professor X. Again, all these roles are all played by the original people, even if they're, even if they're like alternate versions. So, yeah, Peggy Carter is still playing Captain Carter. Yeah. And then... Um, I can't remember the actor, the character's name, who's playing uh, Captain Marvel, but what is that? Um, <laughs> Why'd you say shh? I don't know what it was. Um, but yeah. you didn't do that, right? No, I believe it was the the friend of uh, of Captain Marvel, like her pilot friend. It was her friend. I just can't remember the character's name is. The actor, I don't remember either. So. So anyway, well. Uh, but before we get to the conclusion of that scene, that's the introduction of the Marvel. Let's take a, or the Illuminati of the Marvel. Let's take a quick break, um, and we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Frozen, heroes, gonna tell you about Frozen, Frozen, heroes, gonna tell you about. Hey, I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. Bros, foes, and heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of. And some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story and just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden Age stuff is always the best, and we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness of everything that's right so subscribe today and uh, follow us on instagram at bros bros heroes and if you don't i know where you live not really but please subscribe (laughs) bros and bros and heroes gonna tell you about bros and bros and heroes gonna tell you about Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners who will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. What are we going to do? Uh, yep, we're doing the uh, King of the Hill Rewatch Podcast. King of the Hill yes, Rewatch Podcast. Yeah, so we're going to go through one episode at a time. Uh, come along for the ride with us. Come check it out. And, and give me give me a good, um, like, Dale Gribble quote to go out on. 
Wingo. Yeah, Wingo. 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 All right. Well, join us. Uh, join us for uh, the uh, King of the Hill rewatch podcast. Maybe in the heart of Texas. Cat drinks his brew and he spits his chew. Maybe in the heart of Texas. The TV players, but no one cares. Maybe in the heart of Texas. Welcome back to the Kid Season the Podcast. You said that really quietly. All right, so we ended in a kind of a weird spot, but we were up against a hard break. Sorry. Um, we just were introducing the the Illuminati, right? The big yeah. scene in, in, in this movie. Mm-hmm. And um, it is crazy. It's crazy to see all these people. It's really crazy to get John Krasinski. Really crazy. We were excited. We were Yeah, the theater oh, was boy. going the theater was going nuts. Yeah. Um, and then very quickly. Uh, Scarlet Witch horrendously murders all of them, and they're like the most powerful people, like in the they thought they were in like the multiverse, right? Like these people are, are do like multiverse crimes. Yeah, you know what I mean. They are tracking down, um, yeah, they're tracking down people all over the multiverse because that's what their Doctor Strange is doing. He's committing multiverse crimes. They've prevented entire universes from getting destroyed. Yeah, by uh, multiversal meddling. But can I can I describe what happens? I mean, sure. If you want to talk, if you have something, to, if you have a, a discussion point, unless you're just wanting to spoil it, the, every minute detail. Well, but go ahead. They're watching the spoil. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. I just want to because I think that the, the, we need to acknowledge what happened. No, go ahead. Well, we saw the people, and I just want to talk about Black Bolt. Okay. Okay. It was so sad. Black Bolt is like one of the strongest people. Yes, he can't. He has to use sign language um, and he doesn't speak because even the tiniest whisper will decimate, obliterate anything in front of him. Yeah. And he he can like destroy planets with his yeah. words. Um, So Wanda comes in, you know, Mama Wanda. And they're like all there. They're all like, like we're like, oh, we're ready to fight. And, and it's funny because Doctor Strange is like, but Wanda's here and she, they're like, she's nothing. Like, she's barely a nuisance. Don't worry. We'll take care of her. No problem. Her. Yeah. And then everyone's like, don't let Black Bolt talk to you. He'll destroy you. One word from his mouth will, you'll die. And then she's just like, what mouth? Gone. No mouth. Yeah. She, she Matrix melted his mouth together. He has no mouth. And then he... It's like he panics and gets scared. Yeah, and he starts he, freaking out because his mouth is melted together. Yeah, and he like feels his face and he's like, oh God. And then he screams or yeah, he goes like, yeah. mm. and then his brains. He blows his own brains out. Yeah, he, like his head explodes. But like inside, so it's even grosser. Oh, it's literally all I wanted to say. It was so brutal. It was horrible. It yeah, well, made, she kills all of them very horrible. Like, this is where we started getting into, wow, this movie is like getting real close to rated R. Yeah, it's kind of, it is kind of an important discussion point because this is how you can tell like this is not a normal Marvel movie. Yeah, this is, and also it's when the Sam raimi like massively starts escalating because she horribly kills him, horribly kills Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic gets spaghettied. Agent Carter in half. You with see her, her own shield. With her own shield. You see her shield like drenched in blood after she chops her in half mm-hmm. bisects her she makes charles xavier psychically snap his own neck i mean this is some pretty brutal stuff and the whole time she's like covered in it's not blood it's like the black oil from the ultron bots that she murdered 
Yeah. So it just, just feels very much like Carrie. She's just walking, stalk, stalking them down these like tunnels, covered in blood, you know, just murdering everyone. Um, and yeah, from there, just keeps they keep ramping it up. You know, Doctor Strange possesses a zombie version of himself and creates a cape out of demons. Like all kinds of awesome stuff is happening. Yeah, this movie just goes. It goes wild, goes crazy. Yeah, and but all the all the visual things and all those things aside, that the cool stuff that they did. Um, there's some great set pieces. I, I think some of these are like all timer action scenes from any Marvel movie. Um, but the 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 issue that I have with the movie, if I'm being honest, is that the the script itself isn't weird or courageous or daring or whatever. I can't think. I'm not. I'm saying a bunch of words without hitting the one that I actually wanting to use but it's safe let's say that the script itself is very safe america chavez has no character none at all the actress who plays her is great i'm not knocking her at all she does a great job but as far as there's no arc for that character we learn very little about her um and what we do learn is from one of the dumbest scenes that i've seen in any movie which is they're just walking down the street and they happen to have memory pads memory lane yes it's it's a store that sells you like your ability to see your memories, but why in the world would anybody want to step on those pads and have everybody be able to see them on the street? Yeah, it was kind of weird. It was just it was like an exposition dump in the middle of nowhere. It was kind of funny though. So um, it was funny. You thought it was really funny watching her parents get stripped away from her. Ha 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 ha. Um. um. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that they just didn't do anything with her. She was just a MacGuffin that could talk. You know what I mean? She was not just a MacGuffin. She was a MacGuffin and a deus ex machina because whenever it was convenient for the plot, she would get scared enough to send them to another multiverse. Yeah. Um, And then this is a multiverse movie. It's called In the Multiverse of Madness. And we only get to go to two multiverses and only one of them is even kind of weird. The one that has the Illuminati just looks like New York, but a little bit fu- more future Not that and crazy. Grassy. Yeah, but it's not that crazy. Yeah. And then the other one is just New York, but destroyed. And it's the same one that we saw in the what if Doctor no. Strange. The one on what if he's just in a, a bubble at the very end. But but by this takes place right right before it would go to the bubble part. His universe is like fracturing the whole time. And it, there's a whole segment where it looks like that. Oh, well, then, yeah. Um, But we do see evil Doctor Strange. He's not a huge pivotal plot point or anything, which is cool. Um, but yeah, we, we get to see, there's a part where it shows them going into all these banana pants multiverses, but it's for like one second at a time, which is really sad. And, um, yeah, and that is a huge thing that I want to talk about. But so for all the great weird Sam Raimi things and the fact that they actually made maybe the closest thing that we're going to get to a Marvel horror, you know what I mean? Movie plot and the script itself were actually not weird at all and very very safe for a movie that's called in the multiverse of madness yeah you know what i mean what did you think i mean you said that you didn't agree with me that the the script was weak so well i just didn't think about i wasn't paying attention to the script well the script is the plot i was paying attention to well yeah that's fair um you don't have to agree with me i'm just asking i know but like I thought I just thought all the visual visuals were a part of the plot. You thought the visuals were a part well, of the like, plot. Like you know, like 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 someone had to write the demon wings. Okay, that's not a plot point though. It was important to get 
two. It was yes, it was. What you're saying is actually making my brain melt. <laughs> How? It's a part of the movie. Yeah. It's not a part of the plot. I mean, he one division murder. Or, I keep saying one division. One of them destroys people and murders them as that's a part of the plot yes it is blood blood everywhere yep that's what i'm saying all the sam raimi stuff that sam raimi did that's and a, then that's a part of the plot though okay but what is your point because you're saying the plot wasn't i'm talking was about the, safe i'm talking about the, it was yeah it was very I feel like that stuff it was, and it was also overly simple for a multiverse movie i thought well, the thing the plot was simple sure but like that it still wasn't it was like I can see what you're saying and it makes sense. Okay, let me explain. Let me put it to you this way. People didn't like the ending of uh, Batman versus Superman or uh, Dawn of Justice, whichever one it is, because they just go fight like some big monster thing, right? Yeah, that happens then. And it just, it's Batman done, versus right? Superman. Okay, so if the giant monster would have gotten big demon wings and flown around and they punch <laughs> each other that way, it's, it would have looked cooler, but it doesn't change anything about the laziness of the storytelling there. So you saying. But he gets all these wings, or this and this person dies. So that's part of the plot. Sure, it's a part of the movie. But it doesn't change anything that Sam Raimi's able to make it look cool. It doesn't change anything structurally about how the movie is put together. Well, then, yeah. The plot's pretty simple. But. I mean, did you think that America Chavez, like, had a no, really, I, like, good arc? No, not at all. America Chavez was very, very. Poorly used. Mm -hmm, which was really unfortunate, because she was really cool. Yeah, I agree. Um. But yeah, I think then yes, overall I agree that the plot was just kind of was just it was just there. Just kind of flat for a movie like that. And yeah. if it wasn't for Sam Raimi getting brought in and it was just had been done by like one of the journeyman directors, like one of the just the studio guys, I actually think there would have been very I don't think this movie would be very good. Yeah, exactly. Um, um but I I I'm saying that and as somebody who I genuinely really really like the movie. I disagree with uh, one of my friends was saying that he didn't think anybody had an arc, and Doctor Strange didn't have an arc. I thought he had a really good arc. I just think it was more subtle than what people are used to when they think of arc. You know what I mean? They think of started off as this guy and then ended as a completely different guy. Mm -hmm. I think him realizing that in almost every multiverse, he ends up becoming corrupted because he is so arrogant and prideful that he thinks that he knows best no matter what anybody says. And in almost every universe, he turns bad. Yeah. I thought that was a good arc for him to come to. Yeah, um, and that can help him in future in future things. Yeah, and and Rachel McAdams had a much bigger part in this, which I was happy about, and I thought that their little romance got a nice end. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? A nice conclusion. Yeah. So, um, man, we 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 ran a little bit long talking about Doctor Strange, but um, uh, at the end of the day, I will give this movie. Um, I think I'm gonna still give it. Uh, you know. Four out of five. Four out of five stars. Eight? Yeah. Stop trying, to, stop trying to mess up my whatever system. I'm just kidding, giving it a nine. Yeah, nine. I think a nine. Nine, nine out of ten multiverses. Wow, you're just really on fire. Just saying the name of the movie and all of your things. Oh my gosh, 9 out of 10 paint people then. Paint people? We didn't even talk about the paint people. Doesn't matter. Now nobody knows what that is. Well, I didn't even give anything, so I couldn't think of anything clever. Yeah, be quiet. Um. So, yeah, that is uh, that yeah. is Doctor Strange. That was Doctor Strange. 
Um, time to do some comparing and contrasting. <laughs> well, we haven't even talked about. Exactly. But, but the thing, the reason I wanted to do this is because Everything Everywhere All at Once is a movie that it would just honestly be boring and futile to just try and go through it like we just did with Doctor Strange. You know what I mean? Yeah. This movie is very fluid in where it is in time and space and genre. Usually over the span of even like three seconds, all those things could have changed. Mm -hmm. So um, do you want to do your best to do a plot synopsis? Then we'll take another quick break. Um, and then, yeah, we'll finish this discussion in part two. But I think that I don't, want, be, to, I don't want to do it. This is going to, have to be a part one. I don't. How about this? We'll take a break now. This will be the end of part one. And then you'll have to tune in next week to get to the conclusion and the, you know, comparing and contrasting. So uh, let's uh, let's break now. And then just know as soon as you tune in next week, Solomon will be going direct, directly into the plot synopsis for everything, everywhere, all at once. Ugh. Follow us on Instagram at the Kid in the Pick and on RogueMediaNetwork.com. Till next time. This has been a Rogue Media podcast.